to be in the house of the Lord tonight. God bless you. I want to welcome you here on this Wednesday. Just let you have your seats for a moment, and then we'll still have a song to sing for after that, Brother Marion. Just want to mention we had a good trip away. We were out in Vancouver Island, Victoria area. I had a couple days to rest, and then also we were with Brother Kyle Morton. He's got a little group of believers in the Victoria area. A number of them gather from different places. There's probably about 40 altogether. We probably had about 30 at the meeting. We had a good time with them. It was nice to be with them. He sends his greetings back to all of you. Lord willing, we'll have our brother come sometime. He's always been a blessing. He's always been refreshing in his approach, and we, we love him and appreciate him. So we want to thank him for that. We had a sister at the meetings who actually um, had spent 40 years in the Mormon faith, so to speak, and she came and she said, you're the first live message preacher I've ever heard. And I said, wow. I said, at least I'm alive. I said, that's great. <laughs> so we, it, was, it was nice. We had a, we had a good, good time with them. So also want to thank you. Thanks to the brothers for the services. How many appreciate the brothers that are here? God bless them. Amen. I'm happy to, to work with the brothers and happy how God is working through all of their lives. Amen. I, I want to mention, I just have a couple of testimonies I want to share. Ethan, if you can put up that first uh, um, photo. Uh, first of all, there was a typhoon that went through, the, I think, the Philippines, but it actually came up against Alaska. These are photo number one. Go to number two. This is actually at Brother Andrew Boy Scout's house. They had severe winds. He had a lot of damage. He said the believers are okay. There was a lot of flooding. The little area that they're at in Chivac is, is up on higher ground, so they weren't affected by the flooding, but lots of winds, lots of damage. But he said the believers are all fine. Just have an, another picture there. So it was, um, we, we can talk about high winds, but I don't think we have this kind of damage happening. One more. Amen. We want to remember, this is some of the areas where they had a lot of flooding and things, and so we want to remember them. Brother Andrew mentioned he may be traveling through here in the next month or so. If he is, we'll let him share that. Amen. So also want to take this, uh, this next slide, if you can. This is a family that is in the Ukraine, and uh, I want to just share the little testimony. So these are part of the children, and um, the brother, I got this, uh, the brother was just sharing this, well, actually the sister was sharing this little um, uh, uh, testimony. So I'm going to read it the way she said it. She said, this is a family there in Donetsk, that's in the Russian part of Ukraine. Uh, my wife and I were there some years ago. But uh, she shares this testimony as a reminder of God's grace and love to us. 
Today we had to go and pick up some documents in downtown Donetsk due to the latest events. This is one of the real hot spots in the war in Russia and Ukraine. Due to the latest events, it's preferred, it's not preferred to go downtown because of the war, but we had to. From the place where we live, there's two ways to get there, the shorter route and the longer route. Usually, like anyone else, we were to have gone on the shorter route to our destination. Today, we took a big loop by taking the longer route. Why? I don't know why, but my husband just felt it on his heart to do that. When we got home a few hours later, she said, we received terrible news. Right during the time we would have been driving the shorter route near this Babinski Kamar Square, a shell landed there. 13 people had died. God has kept us. That's the miracle that happened today. Once more, God has shown that he protects us. It means our journey on earth is not yet finished, and there's something for us to do. Isn't that wonderful? Thank the Lord for that. Amen. Just go to the next slide, if you will. This is from some believers that are in the Western Cape area of South Africa. Um, a brother, Matutuma, was in the Western area. He was witnessing to a group of ministers that had broken away from the mainstream Methodist church. They got some church-age books. The books were well-received, and they have much interest in the message and water baptism. The brother Mapuma is the brother. Um, oh, sorry. I'm I'm actually reading um, from the other one. This is it's the next photo. I'm sorry. This this is from some believers that are in Zimbabwe. This is Chivoso Tabernacle. The saints are receiving new seals and church age books for the first time. Oh, isn't like we take it so for granted. We don't read it. Probably we don't listen to it the way we should. But can you imagine if you didn't have it and you had it the first time? We need to just treasure and embrace the message. It is life to us. It's everything to us. Next photo. These are the, the believers in South Africa or the, the ones that have broke away from the Methodist group and they have received the church age books and so God is dealing with them and uh, the one brother, uh, is you can see he's still got his, his collar and other ones. The believer brother that shared it is the brother in the red suit. Now, they can do that better than we can do that here. But uh, God bless them. We're just happy to see the message taking a hold. I want to be able to be a part of whatever God is doing in any way he can. Thank you for that, Ethan. We can just uh, turn the lights back on. I want to um, also just mention um, just a couple of prayer requests Brother Eric Courtney has been in the hospital since last Saturday, um, and uh, we had an opportunity to be with him yesterday and his family, and uh, he had really um, been in, in a bad shape. Anybody that goes into that ward, it's the Mazankowski Heart Institute of the University Hospital, and uh, they normally don't come out. And uh, he had an issue also in his organs, there was a burst um, pancreas, um, it was causing issues, his liver wasn't functioning, there was all kinds of issues. Saints were praying in other places. Um, his daughter Rebecca, she's uh, uh, Rebecca Ray, uh, she had said that the believers in Cloverdale were praying and um, there was, uh, we had a prayer meeting here last night, we were praying, but they said that 
from the time he went in, there was a dramatic increase in his condition. They said initially, if they would have taken him off a respirator, life support, he wouldn't have lived an hour or two. But as of today, they've taken him off. He's slowly functioning. It's slowly going. God is hearing and answering prayer. So Brother Eric is always a blessing to have him in the church. He's always expressive. He's always joyous. And, and so we were together with the family, and uh, they thank you for your prayers. So let's stand together. We want to continue to remember him. There's also another brother in um, South Africa who um, uh, uh, a couple of, uh, I think a year and a half ago, a brother Sharnik, uh, he lost his wife. He also lost his son-in-law and daughter who was also a minister in a tragic car accident. But there's another one. There's a brother, Nicky Sharnik. Nicholas is his name. He was just on a missionary trip in the Brazilian Amazon, and he had to cut it short due to health issues. He's hospitalized. He has a virus. It's gotten worse. It's attacking his lungs. He can barely breathe or talk. We, let's just remember him tonight. He's been on the field. He's been doing things. Amen. Let's just sing, uh, if we can, bring all your needs to the altar. If you have a need, we'll just hold it before the Lord. Bring all your needs to the altar. Bring all your needs to the Lord. For He is so Father, we're here tonight. We're thankful to be Christians in this hour, in the evil day that we live in. We're thankful that we have a Savior. We not only have a Savior, but Lord, a Redeemer, a, a Comforter, Lord, one who promised He'd be a present help in the time of trouble. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, you are faithful and true. And we can truly say today, even by the testimonies that we've shared, the believers up in Chivak, in Alaska, Lord, you watched over them. Lord, they're not immune to what the prince of the power of the air may do, but Lord, you watch over your children. We thank you for that. May you be with them. Lord, we thank you that we're associated with this worldwide body. We also want to thank you for the family in Ukraine. Lord, how you just watched over them sovereignly. How many times you would watch over our lives and we don't even know it. 
Lord, we want to praise you in glory one day for all of your mercies. We also thank you for our brother Eric. Lord, we see you at work, Lord. We pray, oh Lord, you would continue a work. We, we long to see him in church again, Lord. And we're looking to that, Lord. We're believing for that. Father, may you continue to work, raise him up, be with the family, encourage them and lift them. And Lord, for now this need in, in South Africa for Brother Nicky Sharnick, Lord. Father, he was in business. He was doing business for you, Lord. And Father, you said the footsteps of the righteous are ordered. And Lord, whenever we're in the path of duty, Lord, you promised you'd take care of us. Lord, we're asking you, Lord, whatever the enemy has sought to afflict him with, May you, O oh Lord, dispel this virus, dispel the things that would be there. But Lord, show your hand. You honor your servants. You honor those that serve you, O oh God. I pray that you'd be with him, Lord. Now, Father, as we just turn to the word, we ask, be in this service, Lord. Quicken us for the hour we live in. Lord, we're looking to you. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you to the musicians. I'll invite you to turn to the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 1. We'll read just a short portion there, also in Colossians 2. And we've got a couple other scriptures we'll follow after that. Amen. How many are happy to be a Christian? How many are in a warfare? <laughs> Amen. I was, I, I just, sometimes different quotes come, but... This one has always been a blessing to me. It's in Victory Day. It seems like the Christian life, if the fellow is not absolutely centered on Christ, the Christian life, it seems like, holds so many disappointments. Now, if you stop the quote there, you'd say, wow, that's not very encouraging. But the next part is, but those disappointments are God's divine will happening for us. It doesn't seem that it would be that, but it's God's way of doing things. He lets us hit the river to see what we will do. Colossians chapter 1, let's read verse 17. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Just jump over to chapter 2, verse 1. For I would that you know what great conflict I have for you and for them that are at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto, the full, unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Just one more, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. <clears throat> For the word of God is quick, and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner 
of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Verse 13, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God bless you. You may have your seats. I'll invite you also to go over to Ephesians chapter 6. Maybe just got a few scriptures at the front end, but after that we'll just start to make some commentary. Amen. We are living in a tremendous hour. It is also a grand testing hour, and it is a time that we need to be more focused. The, the, question, the, the quote I read earlier, if the fellow is not absolutely centered on Christ, we want to be more centered on him. That's why we're here today. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. This is... Uh, Probably a scripture that to me is one of the landmark messages that Brother Harold always preached on the whole armor of God. And we're not going to preach that tonight, but let's just read this. You're familiar with it. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We don't see that with our eyes, but we can sense it. If you are in the Spirit, you're walking with God, you can sense it of the world that's around us and that which comes against us. When I was together with the Courtney's yesterday, they just described the events. I had talked on Monday morning with Brother Daniel Courtney, and he just said, and, and Sister Diane was saying it, there was such a heaviness in the room. It was like dark, and it was like, and she said it seemed like through the day, it just kind of started to lift. And as it lifted, it just seemed like, as the doctors came, it seemed to reciprocate in what they were reading in their instruments. So we thank God that that's real. Now let's just read here in, in verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now just, I, I could really take time with these, but just let's just slow down for a moment. Having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The faith that God has given us. Faith is a revelation. Faith ready to be revealed in the last time. Faith that we didn't realize is in us. Faith, even when our feelings are all different, yet faith says God is still true. God's word is true. No matter what I see, that's the faith. And take the helmet of salvation, and lastly, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that's really my focus, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I probably would have liked to 
Uh, I won't really get to it fully, but I wanted to speak on the sword of the Spirit in the hand of a believer. But I'm going to take it as a, maybe before I get to that, I want to speak tonight on supreme authority, received and administered. Now just let me go on that a little bit. We've been taking uh, a couple of services on the last Wednesdays on the subject of faith. We believe that we need more faith than ever before. And faith is a revelation. It's a substance. It's something that uh, we need to have now in this age more than ever. Jesus would ask the question, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And, and if you know the parable that's in Luke chapter 18, that's I think in verse 7 or so, but if you read the first six verses, he speaks, the Bible speaks of the parable of the unjust judge. How he had somebody knocking and begging at his door continually. Now he was unjust, but God is a just judge. And God is now telling us, and even the book of James tells us, have patience with God. Allow yourself to wait on God. Don't, don't get ahead of God. God, his word is true. Oh, let me go into this slowly here. Now, faith is the vehicle that God operates by. We know in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says, By faith the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that's the active part of, of holding on to something that's real, is it's done by faith. But the word of God, which is the, the Logos, John chapter 1 would tell us, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it says that by the word, the worlds were framed. Now, the word is the fabric of who God is. It is the essence of his being. It is the word. It is without touching him, without feeling him. How will you know him? You know him by the word of God. Uh, there's no minister, the prophet of this age excluded, that was there with God, but but, and I will say it this way, in the beginning to say this is who God was. But how do we know him? By the word of God. Now he makes himself known in many, many different ways. The prophet would say no man is better than his word. And, and, and that's a human man with, with a finite element. God is without that. Heavens and earth would pass away, but his word would never pass away. And we took this on a, on a previous Sunday where he's, it says in the book of Psalms, you have magnified your word above your name. Now I want to just approach this now for a few minutes and I'm going to just take this a little bit on the thought of authority. And Brother Branham would preach some messages very early in his Christian walk and he would speak on Jesus on the authority of the word. He would take different messages, but he would say every word of God is a written, sworn authority. It's the absolute right of the believer to accept this as the infallible truth because it is God's word. And he would go on to say, He that it hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches of every age. Now, here, just let me share a few quotes. Let me say a few things before I really get into the thought. Move with me, if you will. And, and uh, 
I, I believe we really need to take this because we are living in an age where Satan is doing everything he can to undermine the authority of God's word to us in these last days. He'll do it to you. He'll do it to me. He'll cause us to, to act out of our spirit realm, out of our feelings, rather than our soul wherein faith lies. If you've been born again, it's your soul that has been born again. It is, it is in that level that, that is your anchor, that is your absolute. But Satan, he tries to cloud that by coming into our minds, into our spirit realm, and, and he'll do it very, very subtly. He'll just say, well, your situation is too great. Or, or he'll say it in a manner where he'll say, uh, you know, it, it, God, you're, you're in this age, there's no way you can hold to that. He's saying, you don't have the strength. And, and he'll, he'll bring different things, but he'll do it to undermine God's authority. So Brother Branham says, in every age, it was the same cry. Hear what the Spirit says. If you're a Christian, you'll get back to what the Spirit is teaching. That is the word of this age. Every messenger to every age will preach that word. He'll say, every fresh and true revival will be because men have gotten back to the word for their age. Now, I... You, you can say, you can intellectualize this and say, yeah, it's the message, it's the tapes, it's the Bible, I've got it under, I got it up here, I got it that way, but it has to manifest somewhere. It has to be received in our hearts. We have to take it as an absolute even when we don't understand it. I, I, I have a minister friend, and he, he you, you may know who it is, but I, he, he, he shared how when he received this message, it was his absolute. He said he grew up in the United States, and he grew up in an area where they, the family always believed capital punishment was, was a just punishment for anybody that would take somebody else's life. And he said, then one day he comes across the message, and Brother Mam says, no man has a right to take another man's life. And, and he says, that was a tough one to swallow, but he says, if God said it, I believe it. That's the way we have to be about God's Word. It's not what I think. It's not what I project. But it's what God's Word said. Brother, brother Jonah Emke is another brother, and, and he, he shared one time, he was just working uh, as a car salesman years ago, and he was with a, with a bunch of brothers. They were the, not brothers, salesmen. They were salesmen. They were brothers, a different kind of brotherhood. It was not, not, not the, the brotherly brotherhood. It was, anyway, they were all there, and they were reading the newspaper, and, and they said, hey, uh, they, they, they've just elected a woman mayor here. And they said, hey, brother, they said, hey, Jonah, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, you're just set up. What do you think of that? He says, well, uh, it doesn't really matter what I think, but I can tell you what God's word says about it, if you want. That's our authority. That's how we administer authority. In a home, it's not by how loud we yell, how much I want this, but it's God's order that we place in our homes and in our lives, in a church. That's what is our authority. In order to be um, under, in order to be an authority, you have to be under authority first. 
you have to know how to subject yourself. And I'll, I'll come to this a little bit as we go along. So he would say, you have left the word of God. There is only one reason for God's displeasure. That is leaving the word. And there's only one remedy to gain his favor back to the word. I think it was in, in, uh, in the message Invisible Union, Brother Branham would talk and he would say, and he would talk about the church and how women are a type of the church. He said, you watch when the word comes, when a revival comes. He said, it drops them women back into line. Now, it's not just women, but it's men also. But it, it's spiritually, as a woman, we are the type. We, we are the ones that, yeah, whatever you say, Lord, that's what I say. That's what I desire. So, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a scripture here, and I'd like you to go with me to Revelations chapter 1. I don't, I don't know if I gave you this, Ethan, but just go to Revelations chapter 1. Let's read from verse 12. Now, this is John on the Isle of Patmos. He, there's a lot of preamble here, but we'll just go right to it. And I turned to see the voice. <laughs> That, that's almost a, a misnomer. I, you, you see the voice? No, hear that. No, it must have been close. I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, in, in the proceeding, he, he was in the Spirit, and he was told twice, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and I'm the ending. I, I started this, I will finish this. I, I'm, I'm the absolute here. And, 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 and he says, what you're going to see, write it in a book and give it to seven church ages. So now he's saying, I turned and, and to, to see the voice, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Now, we're all believers, we know that that is seven church ages. Now, in the midst of these seven candlesticks was one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. So in the midst of all of this, this is the Son of Man. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire." Now, if we could really draw a picture, all of these things have a symbol. The prophet goes into it in the, in the church age book. And it said, his feet were like unto fine brass as they burned in a furnace. And his voice had the sound as the sound of many waters. Verse 16. Here, here's again the epitome of it. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun that shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Now, this, if I can say one thing about this image, and these are, these are all symbols, it was not just a casual thing that you were entertained by. This was something powerful. This was something that demanded respect and attention. It wasn't just haphazard. And so much so, John, 
John the Revelator that laid in the arm or, the, or in the bosom of Jesus. But when he sees the manifestation of God this way, I fell at his feet as dead. What's he seeing? He's seeing his sevenfold person in all of its glory. So now, I'll, I'll just, let's just pick up the seven stars. And I'm, if, if I, I'll, I'll come to the, to the mouth part in a minute. Now, the seven stars were actually seven messengers to seven churches. The stars are the messengers. They are not called by name, but they're called forth one to each age. Each messenger brought a message of truth to the people, never failing to keep the word of God to that particular age. Now, I, I want you to really catch where these messengers came from. You know, so often we'll look and say, well, that was Luther. He was German, you know, and, and he smoked a pipe and he drank and he did things. But he was a star in the hand of God. So you can't mix the culture, the background, the nature. He was a star in the hand of God. And it's important to recognize that authority with which he came. And it was a boldness that came. Wesley was a man of God. Irenaeus was a man of God. They were all men of God, yet maybe very different in their character. But they were held, who was it? The one who walked in the midst of it, who had the sharp sword going out of his mouth, who had seven stars, and he would release a star, and it was a part of God to an age. And we need to recognize that, friends, the age that we live in is so against authority. Defund the police. Why would you defund the police? Why? So you can do what you want. We're living in it. We're almost coming to a time where it's just like it was in the days of Judges. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. That, that's, that's the spirit that is coming amongst us in the message. I'll tell you what, I'm subject like everybody else is subject. I'm subject to what the prophet said. The prophet was subject to what God said. And we all need to be subject one to another and above all to the word of this age. But the spirit of this age is so against it. Now, he says this. They never failed to keep the word of God to a particular age. They were steadfast in their loyalty to the original light. The faithful message turned that a messenger turned that age back to the word. Their strength was from the Lord, or they never could have stemmed the tide. Oh my. I'll tell you what, read Psalms 18 one time, and you talk about David. There were those that were stronger than me, and I was, I was as good as gone. But Lord, you are my strength. And you could say, we don't have strength in ourselves, no matter what your nature is. You might be bold, you might be charismatic, you might think, I'll use these things. They mean nothing unless you come, your strength comes from God and his word. I, I, I love how the, the messenger would talk uh, in in. in, in it's, it's referring to the book of Ezekiel, how every messenger gets 
the prophet to an age gets lifted up. He sees the things that are coming. He comes down and he brings to pass. And, and, and Brother Brandon would say it this way. He goes beyond the rhythm of the church. He goes beyond the age. He goes beyond what people say. And I say that's the voice we need to listen to. That's the voice we need to hear. There's a lot of other voices that are out there. A lot of opinions, and they begin to marginalize our thinking regarding even the message of the hour. And I say, we need to put it back up on a pedestal. We need to say, this is my absolute. This is what I give myself to. Friends, I trust you're here this evening to hear not just what Brother Ed is saying, but you're here to hear what God is saying. You're here to, to say, Lord, I'm here to receive. I'm not here to look at, at somebody else or somebody else's situation, but I'm here to receive from you. I want to be built up. I want to be edified. I need this more than I need all the news articles. I need all of what the world says. Yeah, it's good to have those things, but I'll say this. You need to compare it to something. And this is the thinking man's filter for this age. Their strength was from the Lord, or they never could have stemmed the tide. Listen to what Brother Bram says. They were safe in his care. Nothing could pluck them out of his hand. Nothing could separate them from the love of God. They were truly yielded to him and kept by his omnipotence. They were not concerned about the persecution that came their way. Pain and derision was but a cause to give glory to God. God backed them there so much more. I, 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 I'm going to slow down. I need to share this. Sometimes we would, we would say, and, and even Brother Branham had this mindset. Sometimes we, we just take the word, and, I, and I'll come to it not so much today, but we use the word as a hammer. I remember I came to, to um, Ghana and Brother Jim Nayamichi had me minister and he wrote my name on the blackboard in the, in the place there and said, this is Brother Ed Hammermeister and he's going to hammer the word. And I said, well, yes, but I'll say this more than that, let the Spirit of God lead me. And, and I, I, I want to say this, you know, even Brother Branham, when, when he went through great pressure, he reverted back to his thinking on what the prophets were. Because he, he said, well, if they won't receive my word, I'll just go out in the wilderness, and God gives me a message, I'll come back in, I'll do this and this, and God showed him what would happen if he did that. Now he said, you were called to a higher order than those prophets of old. So we don't use our own thinking. We think, well, this is the word, you know, this is how it's gotta be, this is how everybody's gonna line up. And we put people in boxes so quickly. Oh. Yeah, they're this age, they come from that, therefore they're this, and we box people up. Listen, we got to just take our thinking and say, oh God, give us Jesus, give us the mind of Christ, that we can rightfully apply the word that we've been given. So he says, these messengers, they reflected, we would think, Elijah called fire down from heaven. Moses had an earthquake come and kick away all the rebels. But what about Moses, the meekest man on earth? You know who wrote that? Moses. <laughs> well, that's pretty boastful. Yeah. But it was God put it in the Bible. So he says, they reflected his love, his patience, his meekness, his temperance, his gentleness, 
and faithfulness. And God backed them up with wonders, signs, and miracles. They were denounced by organizations, but they held. Okay, so these are the messengers. Now let's just take the two-edged sword as we read in the book of Revelations. Out of his mouth, it, and he, Brother Man would refer to Hebrews 4 verse 12. He's, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And he said, out of his mouth, mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and he refers to Revelations 19, verse 11, 16, when he that came with a white horse called Faithful and True, and his eyes were a flame of fire, and he came down, and he had a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God, and the armies that were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Now, there's a group of people that ought to identify with that. That's the bride. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that he would smite the nations. He shall rule it with a rod of iron. Okay, so I, there's more I could, could read on all of this, but I, I, I want to just say, take just a little bit. I'm reading out of the church age book here. The word is a discerner of the thoughts and tense. It is the word. It is performing whereunto it was sent. The word is full of power. It's the same spirit that was in Jesus present again in the church in this last age. Now, the word came in power as well as the voice. The word preached actually demonstrated itself like a flaming, cutting sword. It went to the consciences of men like a surgeon's knife. It cut out the diseases and set the captives free. I believe that we are going to have to utilize the word of God in a greater measure than ever before. Not just a blunt instrument that we just swing back and forth. But it's going to need to be administered with a surgical precision. Somebody can say amen, please. I, I think we've been called to a level where God is looking to us to go higher and higher. Friends, I, I believe, you know, as, I, as I said before, Satan is desiring, and, and, and one of the most common... Well, I would just say it's a, it's a scripture in the Bible, but it says power without character is satanic. So you can use this message and you can cut somebody's head off with it. That's not how it's meant to be used. But I believe if it's been given to us, it ought to be given to us in a correct way. Now, I'm, I'm going to just deviate a little bit here for a minute. As I'm just thinking of it, it keeps coming to me. In the very early years of Brother Branham's ministry, now, the Word of God has always been there, but it expresses itself in many different ways. It expresses itself in dreams. It expresses itself in visions. It expresses itself in gifts and operations. This is, I believe, the fulfillment of John 16, where Jesus said, uh, I, I, I have to go away, but a comforter will come. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. So, so if I would take it this way, now, Brother Branham was gifted to see visions. And one of his earliest visions that he had was, was I, I believe, and it was Brother Snelling was there, and, and he had to go to a place, and he went to a place, and, and there was a, a little girl that was sick, and, and he'd seen a vision, and he, and he came in, and he came into the house, he came into a place, and, and as he came into the place, he, he was led there by God, he was shown a vision, 
And, and yet, there was a lot of elements to the vision. But as he went in, he immediately went and he saw the people and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he began to pray. And as he prayed for the child, it actually got worse. And it started to, to throw up and he, and he was starting to feel bad. He says, what is it, Lord? What is it? And then he realized he'd missed some elements to the vision. He had missed that, that there had to be a man and he had to have a brown hat and the hat wasn't in his place and there was a lady supposed to walk up and she wasn't there. And he says, oh God, forgive me. Now what was God teaching him? You can't just take it by the way you want it. You've got to give yourself to it. And when you give yourself to it, then all power is behind you. Now, this, this involves humility. This involved our prophet, the one who was going to actually be used of God as the voice to open the mysteries that were hid from the foundation of the world. This was his training ground. And we all have a training ground. I, I'll tell you what, I've not always hit it just right. I've made mistakes. And then when I think about the mistakes, I thought, God, forgive me. That's number one. Number two, what can I learn from this? How can I be a better, uh, in, in whatever position of life I have to be in? Like we, we all want to apply the word of God. We all want to take the sword of the Lord. We all want to be able to use it. So Brother Brandon would have that, and, and, and if you actually read the account, and, and, and you go through it, he was sitting there nervously in the corner, and he felt like, I'm nothing. Because, friends, we are nothing. Unless God moves through us. If we go by our own inspiration, by our own thinking, and, and it's not God moving us. Paul, would, Paul the hook-nosed Jew that was fiery, and he says, when I came among you, I was gentle as a nurse. Paul? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, he says, I, 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 I was this. And, and, and yet, actually, you go back in other scriptures, they said, he writes letters, you know, and, and, and his letters are powerful. You know, I, I, I think it was Brother Tim Pruitt. He was, he was um, coming somewhere to preach for the first time, and as he came to preach, and he, and he met the brother who was there, he'd never seen him. This is maybe days of before streaming, and he just heard some tapes of Brother Tim Pruitt, and, and, and Brother Tim comes, and, he, and the brother meets him at the airport, and the brother's standing there looking for somebody, and then he goes, hey, are you so-and-so? He says, yeah, I'm Tim Pruitt. He says, no, you're not. I've heard Tim Pruitt preach. He's powerful. He's a big, tall guy. No, 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 I, I'm the guy. Do you want me to demonstrate? I'm the guy. <laughs> so, so we have this thing, you know, and Paul's letters were, were, were powerful, but when he came among them, they said his bodily presence is contemptible. That, that was Paul. Because he wasn't much to look at. But what was inside of him was the word of God. And it was real. So whatever way we look on the outside, don't judge by the outside. You've got to judge by what's coming out from him. So even with the prophet, now he went through all of that. He's sitting there in the corner. He feels humbled. He feels like I've done nothing. I've failed. And he says, now what if that baby dies? And if you read it, he sat there through the night. Through the night. And, and he's thinking, and now this brother Snelling says, well, brother, I've got to go to work. He says, oh, no, don't let it be, Lord. Don't let it be. And, 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 and 
And he says, because if he's gone and that woman hasn't come yet, because it was Brother Snelling's hat, and the woman hasn't come yet, and then, and then just as he's getting ready to leave, the woman comes up. And, and, and the woman was the grandmother, and, and she always would come to the back, but she came to the front, and then he comes in, and Brother Snelling puts his hat down, and now he can, with authority, he can say, God has laid it all out. Now I can step into place. Now I can administer the word. But before he ever got there, it wasn't just a prophet, well, I'll do this and I'll do that. No, I'll tell you what, whatever we do in life, husband, father, wife, Mother, whatever we are, child, we've got to do it with humility and allow God to flow through us. <coughs> There's other parts I can get to. Now, just let me finish a little bit on this with the seven stars. Psalms 44.3, this says, They got not the land in possession by their own sword, Neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand, thine arm, the light of thy countenance, because thou hadst a favor unto them. Now, these stars, these seven messengers, they signify that they had the very power and authority of God that were behind these messengers. They go forth in fire and power. They are stars because they reflect light. The light they reflect is his light. They have no light of their own. And he says, these seven messengers are making God known to the people. I, I, I'll tell you what, I am so glad that we have the message on tape for us to hear. I'm so glad I don't have to rely on hearsay. Well, I was there in that meeting, and I heard him say it, and I know what he meant. No, you don't know what he meant. God knows what he meant, and God will make it real to the, to the person. So he says, now he says, he stands, they speak and act upon his authority. He stands behind them with all the power of the Godhead. I, 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 I feel like we need to lift up the messenger again. But you know, you, you hear so many of the, the Bible talk shows and say, yeah, well, Paul was a woman hater because he had such and such. And, and they explain away what was part of, of the alpha. And, and then they come and, and Brother Brandon, well, you know, because of his upbringing, he had this twisted view. No, God knew all of these things. God knew it would take an Elijah. That's what this age needs, is Elijah. Friends, let's not get away from that. Let's not water it down. I think we need to sometimes sit. Have you ever sat in a tape with fear and trembling, and you're actually sitting before God, and you're not just taking it as something you can use for a wedge for yourself, but you're actually saying, cleanse me, Lord. Wash me, Lord. I need this washing. That's what this message is for. It's not to be tinkered with and played with. I, I get really concerned when quotes are being used and, and quotes just, you know, roll off the tongue. And attitudes come with those things sometimes. And it just is lighthearted. It's, it doesn't have the, the sacredness that it should have. Well, wash us, Lord. Wash me, Lord.
Don't let us go down those paths. Listen, that's where the enemy wants us to go. I, I just, a, a brother sent me this today, and he says, the highest authority in the land, and, and Brother Adam shares it, the highest authority in the land is a God-sent minister. Now, I, I believe the highest is the prophet, but Brother Bram said it's a God-sent minister. And how that, that causes me to tremble. That says, oh God, then let me not speak of myself, let me not present myself, but let Christ be presented. I, 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 I would say, how many want that? I want that. But in the message, now it, it's reduced and say, and, and there's all kinds of things that come out and, and say, well, it's okay. You don't have to submit yourself. You don't have to do those. You know, you don't have to. But if you're a real believer, I want to submit myself to God somewhere. I, I, I'll do it first in my own private closet. I'll listen to tapes. I'll, I'll make my prayer life, Lord, you are Lord. You are everything. And then, Lord, where I go, I'm a servant. I'm, I'm subject to everyone, just as everyone's subject to who? Not to any man, but to Christ, the Spirit of God among us. I, I, I believe that. Let's have that, Lord. And I, I, I just see, you know, you look at the world, there's such a dwindling of respect. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I was starting to minister a little bit, and I was starting to get on a vein against our prime minister, against others, and I let it come out, and I just felt God correct me on it. You're not presenting the gospel correctly because you're just making it against something. We stand for the word of God. And, 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 and even Brother Brandon, they, they ask him, well, uh, do I have to pay taxes on such and such? He says, doesn't matter because the laws are wrong. He says, it doesn't matter how wrong the laws are, that's your duty. Oh, wow. I thought I had a justification. No. We are subject. Listen, can, can, we, can I'm just moving. Let's go, to, let's go to Romans chapter 13 quickly here. How many feel like I need to be washed a little bit? I do. Lord, let me be washed. Let, let, let's reverence God. Romans 13, ver, verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. There is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever there resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. I don't like this. I, 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 don't, I don't want this, you know. You can, you, you, and, and, and Brother Brandon would have this with a, with a, with a, a cat or, or something that it was, and he, and he would take the cat and he said, as long as he was stroking it the right way, it was purring. But he, and then and the Spirit of the God says, rub him the other way. <laughs> the Spirit of God told him to do that. And he called it a Pentecostal kitten. They won't take the full word of God. I, I trust we are beyond just Pentecost and, and, and just being uh, nice and fluffy. Let's take the full word of God. We need it. I need it. We need to be cut. We need to be washed. Oh, Brother Ed, I didn't expect to come here for Wednesday on this. Yeah, this is all part of the Word of God. It's not my Word, it's His Word. Let everyone, that resi don't resist it. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. If you're under it and you're willing and you're accepting, it's not a terror to you. Oh God, thank you that I can be under this. 
Rebecca, when she came and she, and she was watering that, that, that camel and going back and forth, it wasn't, oh, come on, man. Can I have a break? No, what she was watering was the very power that was going to take her home. What you give yourself to is the very power that's going to lift you up. And he says, so these, these let me just finish here. Verse in, in chapter 4, verse 4. For he is a minister. Sorry, i got to back up to verse 3. Rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and you shall have praise of the same. For he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. Now, I, I believe, and this is not just for ministers, this will be for all of us. And I'm, I won't get to that in this service fully. But we all need to pick up the sword. I believe, and we need to be careful how we use the sword. Because it's, our armor is not just a defense-based armor. But the sword is an active armor. It's about putting it to the throat of the enemy. It's about putting it in front of him and saying, this is the word of God. And I'll tell you what, there are enemies that you're going to have to do that to. That's just the way it is. Don't, don't put it up against your brother. And, so, and, and maybe, you have to cut, maybe you have to use it in a way against the spirit, but not against your brother or sister or against yourself. Now, as I finish this, verse 5. Wherefore, you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. As much as I am grateful to have the brothers that are here, Brother Andrew and Brother Moses and Brother John and Brother Max, I, I, I feel God has blessed us with some diverse ministries. And I'm grateful because I can't do what some of them do. But I'm grateful that God has them here. And that they, God uses them in the way that he uses them. So I, I believe we need to respect and honor them. Now we don't put them up on a pedestal because it's still God. But we need to respect them. And, and it's not just saying, well, that's brother so-and-so. He's natured that way. No, I, I think we got to go beyond that, just that thinking. And we need to say, God, you speak to me. God, you use the vessel tonight. God, you work through that. And I think if we do that, we'll see more and more of God. And if you can't respect the man or you have an ought or there's something you're getting through, respect the office. That's what Brother Bram said. Respect the office. What was it that the people of Nazareth had against Jesus? We know where he came from. He, you know, and, and Jesus would say, no man is with, is with honor in his own country. But he's without honor. It, it's not fully given the honor that it's due. And, and yet we still have to fight through that to say, no, I'll respect it. I, I will do it. Miriam and Aaron, they, they kind of looked at Moses one day and they kind of said, well, he's just our brother. And they kind of spoke. But God came and says, hold on a second, you went too far. And, and Miriam was smote with leprosy. Now, this isn't to put fear on. This is just to keep a proper balance in how we, we, we take things. This, let's just follow this through. So I'm going back to the church age book. 
Um, I need to go a little further here. Okay. Um, let me just go back to uh, Galatians. Galatians chapter 1, if you will, Ethan, just turn it up. So this is the first church age messenger. I see my time is really going away quickly on me. Galatians chapter 1. Now the first messenger to the age, and, and, uh, and, and I believe God, God used him uh, and set a pattern for all the other messengers. I won't get into that. There's sort of three things that every messenger has to do. But Paul is now speaking to the Galatians, and I want to address this just in terms of the spirit of the age, because we, we don't know how much we're affected. I, I, I honestly can say, as I've walked in the walk, and I look at some brothers that I really held dear, and I respected what God did to them, what was more grievous to me than anything was when they deviated from this message. And, 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 and one of them, he says, and, and he, we talked on the phone for an hour, and I said, I can't go this direction. He says, well, just hear me out. Uh, you know, maybe not right now, but maybe in three months and maybe in four months. No, I said, it's never. I am not moving. When, 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 God, when God spoke to me, this voice, this is my absolute. I, I'll die under this voice. I, I'm not looking for another. I'm not wanting to be another. I'm under this voice and this voice alone. And, and, and he goes, but, but look, at, look at this with, with the cloud. And look at this. What about this and this? I says, I says, brother, you're too late. I said, it's way too late. I said, what I've got is more real down here than all those things out there. They mean nothing. But there's mistakes. <laughs> hey, there's mistakes in the Bible too. If you want to start looking for them. And I, I'm not calling them mistakes. You know, because... Because in one, one hand, you read in the Old Testament about, you know, Abraham lied. Abraham did this. Abraham did this. But you go over in the New Testament under the atonement, Abraham was righteous before God. Abraham was this. So the mistakes were washed out. I, I just listened to a tape and Brother Branham would talk about it. And I, I could clearly say he, he said one thing. I knew what he meant. And then he corrected it at the end of the paragraph. But somebody will pick that up and say, that was a mistake. He was a man. The, the human element was there. And I believe God allowed it to be there so that people, the casual comer, would find something to pick on. But I believe to those that are born again, it's to receive the word for your age. That is my absolute. Now, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Now Paul is talking to the Galatians. This is a church in the age. And he says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. You mean that would happen back in the first age? Yes, it would. And it would happen here too. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now Paul is recognizing the spirit behind something. He actually says in another place, as the serpent beguiled Eve, I worry lest your minds would be corrupted from the simplicity of Jesus Christ. So Paul would say now, as, as he says this to them, verse 8, but though we, or an angel from heaven, 
preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now Paul includes himself in the boat. He says, if I would preach anything different, if any of these others, if an angel comes, let him be accursed. I think we need to have that absolute. When somebody comes, did you hear such and such? Did you hear? Now, listen, they, they won't attack the word directly sometimes. This is oh, just part of the next part, so I'm not trying to get into it. But they'll attack the bedding ground, the vessel that's presenting the word. And in attacking the vessel, it undermines the word. That's, that's Satan's tactic all along. That was how he did it in the Garden of Eden. Hath not God said? Just, you know, and, 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 he, and he, he quotes enough scripture, but then he, he adds this questioning tone underneath it. And as Brother Branham would say in Greatest Battle, he's always pointing you to the one, to the ship that is sinking. He points you to this, but he doesn't point to the ones. I, I'm, I, as part of the vision and the dream, I, I, I got a number of quotes I'm going to bring, Lord willing, on Sunday. But I, I think the vision that we've been given. Friends, I, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine. But the, 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 the prophet clearly said, don't ever fear communism. And, and yet there, there, there's, there's ah, I wonder what they're going to, don't ever fear communism. Now, they, they got one part in all of this, and that's a bomb that's going to hit America. And there's a promise that there won't be any, any the, the rapture will happen before that ever happens. But don't fear communism. Fear Romanism. So today, the Pope steps out, and he's, and he's starting to intercede. And he's starting to talk about the atrocities. And nations are rallying around him. Don't think that these things aren't by accident. They're real. Don't think all the cardinals that he hasn't done. Don't, it's, he's been really quiet. But this is part of prophecy. And it will come to pass. It's the authority of God's word. I, I, I'd like to rest on that. Not what Fox News says. Not what CNN says. Not what somebody else says. But I want to hear what God said. And I want to look. What did, you, what did you preach on, Brother John? The good report? I'd like to hear the good report. That's what I want to hear. Because that's the real report. That's the, that's the right one. So Paul says, As we said before, so I say, If any man preach any other gospel unto you than you've received, let him be accursed. Now, I, I, I want to just take this quite seriously. If any man preach. Now you can preach by putting things out and saying, this is what it was, or putting this spin on it. Let's have the full counsel of God. Paul would actually say, now, do I persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? If I yet pleased men, I should not be a servant of Christ. There's something I learned many, many, many years ago. Sometimes, as, as Brother Bannon would say with Moses, it might be a hard fight to get the people to a certain place. But we were traveling, and, and, uh, and if, my, if my kids hear this, so be it. But we were traveling, we were going along the coast from Washington down to Oregon. We were going to a little place called Seaside in Cannon Beach. And we were going to have a bite to eat there. And I said, they got this lighthouse with a really good clam chowder. And it's pretty good. It's, it's actually really good, but now we found some slightly better. 
But anyway, that's on this last trip. But we're going there. So along the way, we're going on the road, and everybody's getting hungry in the van. So I'm hearing all this rhetoric in the van, and it's going, ah, let's just stop at McDonald's. Let's just get a No, we're not stopping at McDonald's. Forget it. We're not doing it. <laughs> and, and then we're going a little further. Hey, there's a KFC. Let's go to KFC. No, we're not. And then there was construction, and we got delayed, and it was a little longer. But finally, we made it. And we got to the lighthouse, we got in the restaurant, and we had this seafood chowder, and everybody's going, oh, this is so good. And these fish and chips, I says, do you know what it cost me to get here? So anytime any of that ever comes up now, even around the things of the Word of God, I said, we're on our way to chowder, okay? Just remember that. We're on our way to chowder. If you ever hear me say that, we're on our way to chowder. I'll tell you what, it was a lesson. And there's been times I've had to say, okay, I'm going to blank everything out because this is where we're going. Now, I'm not a tyrant either. There were some, I think, granola bars in the vehicle. They said, just take that for the moment. But at any rate, I'm, I'm really not getting where I wanted to get to. Verse 11, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Okay, I'm gonna, I want to read something because... I, and and this will be my last quotation, and then we'll close after this. So, questions and answers. I, if you can, there was one I I actually gave Ethan a, a clip. I thought I could play, but I, I looked at how long it was, and it was not good. But it, it's in questions and answers, um, and it's in paragraph. It starts in. If you want to read it on on the table app, it starts in paragraph thirty-seven. It ends in paragraph eighty-six. But they ask Brother Branham a question. Is it possible to have the Holy Ghost and not have signs following until some appointed time? And it's a really good question. Because I, I think it's very valid. If you have a chance, it's probably 25 minutes, but if you can find that and listen to it, I love how the prophet breaks it down. Now, there's another one here, and I'm going to read this one. And, and, and they, they, they ask Brother Branham in questions and answers, now, um, okay, I, now I put it away. Oh, okay. I think I may have taken it off. Okay, just a sec. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, it was, uh, okay, here it is. The people are saying Brother Branham is more than a man and that he can create and Jesus can look like Brother Branham. Now, this is going on to the other extreme. Instead of undermining Brother Branham, they put him way over here. Okay? So now, Brother Branham says, now, this person, whoever you are, I don't know, I'm just your brother. I love this. Jesus is your Savior. I cannot be your Savior. Listen, this church can't save you. Only your faith in God can serve you. This church, you're, you're, you're going to be measured more on your, your individual life and what you did than you will be maybe even in this church. But let God be that part and be the part that benefits everybody else. Now he says, now, this is so, now listen to what he says. You are so close to being the truth here. Oh my goodness. Brother Andrew, I, I had this in my notes and then I heard you say it on Sunday. And, and in, my, in my notes, I had a title that I wanted to speak on. And, and the title, so I give it to you exactly, is, is uh, 
is this one. The authority of the Word in the church. And I think you said almost the same words on Sunday. And I thought, wow, that's tremendous. <laughs> We're on a good path. So here's Brother Brown says, now I can't be your Savior. Now, it, 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 yet you're, you're so close to the truth and yet you're so far from the truth. Isn't this amazing? And then he says, now it looks like it's a woman's handwriting. Very beautiful. Now, I, I'd say that's a woman's handwriting, Brother Caps. You're pretty. He says, very nice. Now, they asked this question, in one sense, the word Brother Bram, could Jesus look like you or be Jesus? No, he said, in one sense, that's exactly the truth, but in the other sense, it's antichrist. That's the difference between right and wrong. To make me the person of the Lord Jesus would be antichrist, for that person of the Lord is sitting at the right hand of the majesty on high, and he will come again. Now, he, he goes into more of this in, in there, but he actually talks, and I'm, I'm just going to refer to this other one real quickly if I can. And, and it, was, it was wonderful, and I liked it. And uh, I'm just going to share this real quick. So he, he actually talks a little further, and he tells about the sister that, that had the Holy Ghost, but she wanted to speak in tongues. And, and, he, and as he talks, and he tells her, now, the Holy Spirit appoints these offices, and he says, and you try to force yourself into it. Let's say you're a human being. By nature, you have a human, you have human element to you, but... You know, if, if to be a human you had to eat cherry pie, well, what if cherry pie made you vomit? You're hurting yourself. You're trying to force yourself something that's contrary to the Spirit. He's got your life lauded for a certain thing. So not everybody will have the same manifestation of the Spirit. Once you're filled with the Spirit, one of the best signs I know is you're so in love with Christ and you believe every word He says to be the truth. That's the evidence of the Holy Spirit. And I, I like how Brother Andrew put it the other day. He just said, you know what? It's not that I have to or how much can I get away with, but I want to be closer to Him. Now he says, if every person... It was filled with the Holy Ghost and in harmony, these signs would be multiplying all the time. But where there's confusion and there's difference, the Holy Spirit can't move or operate. Now he's he's going back to this whole to this sister and he's he's coming and he's telling her. Now it's Satan who is trying to show you. Now on the inside, you you believe it. You said, I know it lines up with the scripture, but on the outside, Satan is showing you all kinds of defects. Now, this is a Holy Ghost-filled believer. And he, says, uh, and, and, and he says, you doing all of these things, you're trying to do all of this. And, and now here, I just wanted to get to this part, and then I'm going I'm I'm to quit here. Now he says, let me say it with love and sprinkled and anointed with the word. And he said, and, and I, li I like how he says it, you're my children. I'm your father. Listen to me now. I, I can receive that any day of the week. It's not like you're being forced into anything, but here is the mind of God that has come to us in this age. You know, well, let me say it with love, sprinkled with love, if the genuine Holy Spirit was in you, you wouldn't question it. You know it yourself. It's an individual thing with God. You know there's something happened. There's a change, and you're the one that's changed. Whether you jumped or shouted or spoke with tongues, you know that God lives in you, and it's the mind of Christ that leads you. 
Oh, I love how he puts it. There was one other part here, and I, I, I can't find it now, but he just talks about the dividing between spirit and soul. I'm going to leave that for another time. Helicopters landed. Let's have the musicians come. That just, just We're going to stop right there. I got more to say. I, I, I just trust, friends, in this day, let's, let's lift up the Word of God. Let's lift up the message of the hour. Let's, let's lift it up. Let's receive it. And let's also administer it in the right way. Is that, would that be fair? That's, that's where I want to get to on the next part. Brother Branham went through a school. He, he went through a school as he, in the early years, with a vision. And, and you can have a dream. And you say, well, I don't have visions. Okay, you might have a dream. Well, I don't have dreams. But sometimes there's a scripture that God almost makes like a vision that you put yourself in. I identify with that. And if you identify with it, then you want to allow God to bring it to fulfillment. Maybe he gives you faith and said, I, I, like, like that Aunt Jemima uh, woman who, who just said, uh, I, I, I was like that, that, that Shunammite. She identified with it. And that was how her faith led her. And she stepped into it. I think we can do that as well and allow God to step us into it. He'll lead us but we have to, by faith, step into Let's stand together. Oh, my. Let's sing. It's just a little different. Majesty. Do you remember that? Majesty. Majesty. Worship His majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority. Who died now glorified? 